I use offensive line was really, really bad last year, so they can only go up from here, right? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, July 6th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We did not have a show on Monday, a little bit unexpected, but it was a holiday. Uh, if I'm going to be honest, I did not feel like recording on the holidays, so took the day off. The That means you're going to get three episodes the rest of this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They're going to be uh, focuses on our uh, off-season position preview series we've been doing for football. And as I mentioned, today we're focusing on the offensive line, which was a group that there were a lot of positions, players, um, staff that struggled in 2021, and I would argue that nobody was worse than the offensive line. Um Part of what makes the offensive line struggle so bad is that when your offensive line struggles, everything struggles. So that means that when you're letting people into the backfield, you're unable to run block, you're unable to pass block, there's just not really anything you can do offensively. IU tried so many things, putting tight ends, putting running backs in the backfield, trying to keep as many people home as possible. None of it worked. And so that derailed so many things. It led to multiple injuries. Um, I'm not going to squarely put the injuries on the offensive line, but when defenses are getting what were effectively free shots at the quarterback, uh, those, those tally up and Penix, Jack Tuttle, both went out because of big hits. Um, Again, it's not entirely on the offensive line, but it, it was a cumulative effect of guys getting beaten down time and time again. So the question is, they can only go up from here, right? Um, it was interesting in the offseason. There was no new coach. Uh, there was no turnover there. It's something Tom Allen talked about, uh, specifically about the offensive line. He's of the belief that uh, they can turn things around without making a coaching change, which... If we're being honest, the offensive line has struggled for a couple seasons now. Uh, I was really surprised that there was no new offensive line coach coming in, which was effectively one of the very few positions there wasn't coaching turnover in the offseason. The good news now is that there isn't a lot of roster turnover. I I mean, I, I consider that good news. If it's a bad offensive line and they're bringing everybody back, I could understand the argument for having a bad offensive line with a year more of of experience. I'll try to explain myself a bit throughout this podcast, but um, there are only two players that they really lost from last season. Caleb Jones, uh, right tackle, Dylan Powell at center. Those two graduated out of eligibility. They moved on. The rest of the offensive line is back. And I would argue that there are also few positions where experience probably matters more. 
and being in a college environment and a college football team matters more than the offensive line. There's a physical maturation you have to go through and just getting those reps are the, the best way to improve. Now, there wasn't a lot of marked improvement from the beginning of the season to the end of it on this offensive line. So your hope is that they've been able to address some things in the off season and take a look at where they struggled last year, how they address that and how they uh, fix it moving forward. Because as I kind of said, that, that felt like rock bottom last year, which means theoretically you can only go up from here. Uh, I can't imagine the offensive line being worse I can imagine it being as bad as it was, which is not great for all the reasons that we mentioned, because you can completely revamp all the skill positions. You can get all types of new talent in here. You can fix the offensive coordinator. You can do whatever Indiana has done to rebuild this offense. And if the offensive line struggles, like we said, none of it matters. It doesn't matter who the starting quarterback is. It doesn't matter who wide receiver one is. It doesn't matter who's taking the most handoffs everybody's going to struggle. So the offensive line is, I think, the biggest piece Indiana has to get right this offseason. Tom Allen knows that. He's talked about that in various uh, media availabilities. He's spoken about improvements of the offensive line. It could be coach speak. He's not going to go out there and say the offensive line looks awful during spring practice. He's going to talk his guys up whenever he can. Truly, we're not going to know how the offensive line looks until they square off against Illinois in September. But what we know is that there's a familiarity there that's returning that I think is notable. And it's, it's important to have a lot of faces back that have experience and are hopefully a year better. And that's what we're going to look at here in just a moment is who is back um, and one really big standout in Luke Haggard, who is not just going to be the, the anchor of IU's offensive line. He's set up to be one of the best offensive linemen in the country. So we'll talk about all that here in just one moment. But with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts chain store to stock all the parts you guys need. Why endure those long lines where you get up to the counter and they tell you the parts aren't available, they have to order it, you pay the crazy markup price, and it's just a, a tedious, frustrating process. Skip all that. Go to rockauto.com on your laptop, on your computer, on your phone right now. It's going to save you time and money using Rock Auto. It's You don't have to spend on those ridiculous markup fees from the uh, auto parts store from the car dealership especially they're a family business they're, they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer they have everything you could need whether it's brake parts tail lamps motor oil or even new carpet go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs Head to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or truck. Let them know Locked On sent you by writing Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. It's amazing selection. It's reliably low prices. It's all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. 
shout out to Thomas Bryant. We're not going to talk a ton about it uh, in this episode, but he lands with the Los Angeles Lakers. It was announced late, late Wednesday night, a one-year deal where he's going to have a shot to be a starter. It's the franchise that drafted him. Uh, he's going to play alongside LeBron James, Anthony Davis, uh, some point guard of note, whether Russell Westbrook or Kyrie Irving. Uh, I had already scheduled everything out in this episode, so it's not something we're really be able to talk about. But shout out to him, and uh, we'll eventually talk about that and what his role could be with the Lakers. Let's look at this offensive line for the Hoosier football team, though. It. I, I think the starters, you can kind of pencil in. Um, it's always difficult with offensive lines, especially in college football where there's so much, where they're so malleable basically, and there's so much you can do with them to move them around and move pieces around. As we mentioned, they lose Caleb Jones. They lose D Dylan Powell. Brady Feeney also transferred, but he was... I wouldn't even say a depth piece. He was kind of a step away from that. What you're looking at with your potential starters, what who we know absolutely is starting is Luke Haggard, who we mentioned is one of the top offensive tackles in the country. Pro Football Focus um, released a, a little graphic. Uh, this was earlier in the summer, back in June, but it had Haggard as the number nine offensive tackle in the country by Pro Football Focus. There are even more optimistic places where he's considered a first-round draft pick. Uh, I mentioned this in various places, but on, I think on Locked On Big Ten most recently, and I'm sure people have heard this, you can never have too many good offensive tackles. So he's going to be the next Hoosier footballer, uh, knock on wood, barring something drastic, that is going to make it to the NFL. And there's a good shot he's a first-round pick. So excited to see that for him next season. But he is going to anchor this team at left tackle most or most likely, I should say, uh, as one of the top players in the Big Ten, one of the top players for the Hoosiers this season, and somebody that hopefully sets a tone for Indiana the rest of the year. If I had to make some guesses, which, bear with me, I'm just a podcaster sitting at his desk trying to figure out an offensive line for next season. Mike Cottage, I would think, would be your left guard next season. Zach Carpenter would be your center. He played there a bit uh, last year as things really went awry. He was someone they tried to bring in to fix some things. Tim Weaver would be your right uh, guard, excuse me, right guard. And then you're looking at uh, Matthew Bedford as your right tackle, a local kid who is probably the other kind of standout, certainly not to Luke Haggard's level, but I think your two tackles are pretty, are probably two of your two strongest offensive linemen, which in some senses is great. You like to have those on edge rushers. It's not great for the interior of your offensive line. Uh, so we'll see, but Kadich, Carpenter, Weaver, if those are your starters, are going to have to step up. It's pretty... It's relatively easy, I should say, figuring out the starters for uh, the offensive line because they really don't have a ton of of depth, if we're being honest. Um, you look at – there's only two kind of re, like returning players that I think could step in and see 
minutes that aren't freshmen. Cameron Knight and Khalil Benson, both are kind of the depth there that played a bit last season. Um, Benson tore his ACL in 2020, redshirted last season. So he didn't play a ton. He's had um, experience previously. Tom Allen said he's a guy that we expect to step up and thought that uh, thought this has been a really important spring for him to take that next step as well. Uh, speaking about spring practice, so he's someone who could step in there. Outside of that, there's Cameron Knight I mentioned. Then you're looking at really young players, redshirt freshmen, who you really don't know until you see them. Uh, on the field. So I couldn't even really predict to you. I'm not a, a coach watching practice. And even then I'm not a smart enough man to uh, know what a good offensive lineman looks like. I know what a bad one looks like. And we saw that hopefully they'll be able to make improvements. And that's something Tom Allen talked about uh, multiple times uh, quote, as a collective group, we've been on those guys and they've responded. Um, there are various versions of that quote i or of hit i don't want to say of that quote he said that in various ways throughout the season is a better way of framing it quote i've been really hard on this group throughout the whole offseason in the weight room and our workout sections team and agility runs and all the things we've done with that group and just trying to develop more toughness there better execution is really the key that to me uh is what it comes down to we have to execute at a higher level and do a great job of creating run lanes for our running backs and be able to give our quarterbacks time to throw and be effective. It was a domino effect last year. The offensive line couldn't give the quarterback time to throw. He didn't have time to make his reads and the wide receivers didn't have time to get open, which led to just a mess, whether it was errant throws, whether it was sacks, whatever it was. Same with the running backs. If they don't have a a hole to go through, then um, you're getting off schedule and things really go awry uh, from the get go. So, I can't speak about how important it is for the linemen to take a step forward. And I think there's value in having a group that largely was together last season, trying to take that step forward, especially when you have a very talented player in Haggard there as the anchor, Um, especially if it's at left tackle, which is where you kind of want your best guy, your quarterback's blind side. Um, there's reasons for optimism from, or for this group. It's just Indiana is going to have to, and this group is going to have to show it because certainly nobody is giving them the benefit of the doubt, uh, moving forward because this group has been one that struggled mightily last season and really the season prior to that, I think Michael Penix really bailed them out and made them look not as bad as they were. They were they were better, but he was so good and his ability to get out of the pocket and move really kind of masked that they weren't great that season. Now, again, uh Stevie Scott helped that as well, but they weren't they weren't awful. They were better than they took a huge step backwards last season. They got to take that step forward again. If Indiana's going to even think about a bowl game or think about more than two wins, they're going to think about beating a power five team this year. Uh, that offensive line has to take a, a pretty sizable step forward. There's reason to believe they might. Now, having said all that, let's take a look at some of the storylines that are going to be the big ones to watch with this offensive line 
next season. Before we jump into that, got to talk about Built Bar and their newest product. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built had given you coconut brownie chunk, the puffs treatment. It sounds delicious. That's right. Coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor you love is now in a delicious chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate puff. It's a re- It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Words are hard. Uh, but stop drooling and listen. They're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and most importantly, they are delicious. They're only here for a limited time, so go to Built.com now to make sure you do not miss out. They also are made with collagen protein, so they're, the body absorbs them more efficiently. They provide a ton of health benefits. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you're going to be able to enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect for when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they're an excellent source of protein. So go to Built.com, get those coconut brownie chunk puffs right now, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com couple storylines i'm going to be watching for this offensive line outside of just simply can they be better um who plays around haggard and bedford as i said i think those two guys are set in stone i'd come pretty close to saying zach carpenter's probably set in stone too um as the center who plays in the guard positions around them is going to be something to note is it Cottage? Is it Weaver? Is it Cameron Knight? Is it Khalil Benson? Is it somebody we don't or we haven't talked about that could step in as well? There are a number of names. Um, it's a position I use recruited, but trying to get those guys in early on is a challenge just physically. So who's going to step up and surround those guys? And is there enough depth? Uh, we only mentioned seven guys by name. There's a number of different guys on the roster that you can look at, but it means people are going to have to take steps forward this year. Offensive line is a position that typically you have to weather some injuries and you have to have that depth in game when guys get rolled up on or, or things of that nature where they need retaped or they have to come out for a couple possess or series. IU needs that depth. And right now going into fall camp what we as fans know they don't have a lot of that depth so they're gonna need new faces to take steps forward and become reliable enough that you can put them in in certain moments and they're gonna need more than the seven names that we've rattled off so that's gonna be a big thing to watch is this turnover enough to freshen things up thing just across the board with this team last season things got so like detrimental and just so toxic, maybe is a better word, that there needed to be a freshening up. And the turnover was extreme pretty much across the board offensively. Offensive line is one of the few places where there wasn't that level of turnover. Really, it was the only place where there wasn't that level of turnover. Uh, You're returning your kind of key guys from last year uh, that are eligible. There weren't really any transfers out. 
not notable ones. It wasn't like wide receiver, running back, even quarterback, where notable people are transferring out, leaving, go to the going to the NFL draft, whatever it is. This offensive line kind of stayed put, for better or for worse. I, I've made the argument for why it's better. I'd understand the argument for why it's worse. It's really one of those things that you just have to wait and see and make your conclusion from that. But is this, has there been enough turnover with a couple guys graduating with a new coach coming in or excuse me, not having a new coach coming in? Was there enough turnover to kind of get rid of those feelings of last year where things felt so bad? Are they going to be able to take that step forward this year? This is kind of a version of will they or how much can they improve? Was last year the worst case scenario? You can make a pretty good argument in a lot of positions that it was worst case scenario last year. And when you pair up a whole lot of worst case scenarios, you end up with two wins, and one of them being Idaho, who doesn't even play FCS football. So, was last year the worst case scenario? <laughs> is there a better scenario that plays out that can help Indiana get some victories this season. I'm still not even sure what the realistic expectation for this team is because there's so much we don't know about. And even when ha- with having an offensive line that has familiar faces, it's a group that wasn't good last year. So how do you balance that? If, if it's a group that wasn't good, saw their mistakes, corrected them, as Tom Allen said that, They've been on them about and got better Then it's a group that has familiarity and has improved. If it's a group that's bad and isn't getting better, then was last year worst case scenario? Is is there an even worse scenario than last year? Again, I can't imagine it, but I don't want to imagine it either because if there's a worse scenario, then again, everything's derailed and it doesn't really matter where Indiana takes steps elsewhere. We'll see. That's that's all we can really offer on this one is we'll see how it goes. You can't really figure anything out. We're just going to have to wait and see when September comes, when IU lines up across from Illinois. Only then will we get a sense of if IU's offensive line took those steps forward. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to talk a little Thomas Bryant as well as the defensive line as we shift to that side of the ball. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts, myself included, of Locked On, take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast if you aren't already. Helps us out a ton. Follow us on Twitter. Leave that quick rating and review while you're subscribing. Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific, terrific Wednesday and LEO.